Did you already hit record? I'm good to go. Is it so it's running? Yes. In today's episode, we talk about sprint goals as a different way to track an iteration's success. You're listening to the Iteration Station. Welcome to today's episode of the Iteration Station. I'm your host, Jake, and we're here today to talk a little bit about sprint goals. I'm joined, as always, by Brett. Brett, how are you doing? Doing well today. I'm excited about our topic, sprint goals, and kind of how we can use them on our teams and, and the reason that we have them. And I think it's an interesting thing because it's not, it's not really prescribed in a lot of different areas, so I think probably a lot of our audience may not use them or really have maybe not even heard of them before. So I'm I'm kind of interested in getting some of your thoughts because I, I don't have a ton of experience with the sprint goals. I understand the idea and kind of what we're going for, but uh, I'm sure there's some some deeper uses that I'm kind of interested in hearing about. Yeah, I think, uh, so you, you mentioned that like it's not really hit on a whole lot. I think it's, there's a lot of things in Scrum and Agile in general that are very uh, strategic and tactical and it's easy to put numbers to them. So we talk about, oh, you have to estimate in story points or time base, whatever it is. And there's a hard number that you're assigning to it. And sprint goals are not that. So they are a little bit more amorphous. And as such, teams kind of let them drift by the side because they're they're hard to get right. And we tend to go for the low-hanging fruit first. And that's the, well, it's set up, you know, time box our sprints and our get our meetings and all the things that we know we have to do. We'll get those done. And then we'll try to tackle a sprint goal. Okay. And and so you said that it's hard to get right. What does what's what's that mean? What does right look like? Um, so a sprint goal, uh, a lot of people define them in different ways. So the thing you want to make sure is that it's going to be consistent from sprint to sprint. And you can obviously fine tune it and dial it in however you want to uh, use it. But it's going to be important. Like this is where the amorphism starts. It's it's going to be different from team to team. So what your team is struggling with, that's what you need to tailor your goal towards. So if you're struggling with having a specific goal, then you want to start looking at that. A lot of people use the SMART goals uh, acronym, and so <laughs> I'm guessing you don't can't off the top of your head think of what SMART stands no, for. No, uh, let's see. That's specific, specific measurable, measurable. Uh, actionable. I think. Okay. Realistic is that on? Yeah, realistic is on there. It has and to be time. achievable. Yep, and time, then time time box time time boxed time based. <laughs> you have to have some sort of a yeah. A, a time box so you if know you're listening, when... just google smart yes yeah, smart. <laughs> sure it'll come right up. you may or may not find pictures of us probably yeah, well, not. i bet we're up there yeah uh yeah there's tons of resources about what smart goals are um but yeah those are kind of the big things is it clearly defines what the goal is you know when you've succeeded at your goal uh and you can track progress to it and those are the kind of the big things you want to hit in a goal within your sprint sure and i guess is it is it fair to say that you know, all of what we're trying to do in Agile, and especially within our specific iterations, the sprint goal is kind of like the culmination of that, right? It's it's laying out what we're trying to achieve in short order and then quantifying it in a way that goes beyond story points, which are more generic. Yeah, yep, absolutely. It's it's kind of like the rubric for what's going to be uh, worked on in the sprint. So the okay. stories should drive that goal forwards. And maybe you'll have a couple outlier stories that don't, don't directly sure. approach that goal, but for the most part, um, you get that's what you're trying to track to at your daily stand-ups. You care less about like the state of the stories. You care more about how those stories are driving that goal forwards. And so, would you change how stand-ups are working or how you 
kind of frame those to, to address that, do you think? Um, potentially. So the standard format for a stand-up is everybody goes around and say, what did you do yesterday? Sure. What are you doing today? And what blockers do you have? Um, if that's not working, I think the bigger question is why isn't that working? Well, I, 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 I guess I'm not out. talking about that not working. I, I think a lot of a lot of those answers when it's you know when it comes to someone's turn is yeah I'm working on story X Y Z and I'm still working on it or I need some help from this person or whatever else it's it's very story based should that be maybe yeah. pulled out a little bit and maybe at a little higher level look at more sprint level goals and, yeah. and tracking towards that yeah and that's that is a common pattern that some teams will kind of reform that what did you do yesterday it's into a how did you move the goal forward yesterday okay. or how did you how did you move progress towards the goal sure. forward so it changes the question a little bit. Um, but it kind of orients the team around a singular goal instead of a bunch of people around their own individual stories. Yeah, and I could see that helping of, you know, you're still probably talking specifically about your story at some level, but uh, of whatever story you might be working on. But it allows you to think a little more within that work of what other things might contribute towards that goal to kind of get you thinking a little bit beyond just the immediate work. Yeah, absolutely. And it also helps you when things come up, uh, when you have an interruption or a bug comes up, uh, it helps you with your prioritization, kind of filtering out, is this work going to help us with this sprint goal? And if not, is this work important enough that we need to kind of undermine our sure. sprint goal and re- refocus or pivot to a, a new goal mid-sprint? And th- those questions would probably be on the product owner, you think, to, to kind of... Yeah, I think it's a team discussion for sure. Right. The product owner kind of gets the final say, but yeah, yeah they'd, they'd be a contributing factor because they're representing the business. And then, does the product owner write the sprint goals? You think, or is that kind of more of a team exercise? I think it's a team. It's a okay. team exercise. It should be a team exercise. It's something that the whole team is going to want to commit to as a team, right? Because that's what they're all working towards. Like that's one of the anti patterns is um, we all work on our own stories individually, and there's no point to having a team at that point if you're doing your own things, right? That unifying sprint goal that everybody agrees on. Uh, to me, that really moves. It's a step to move you from individuals working near each other to a team working together. Sure, because that's you know now we're all we're all trying to score towards that same goal versus each on our individual stories, which may still there may be some amount of truth to that, but it's at least all working towards the same thing. So you kind of can yep. help each other out a little bit more in, in achieving that. Yeah, it frames the context a little right. bit differently, changes the conversations. And then I. You know, as I've done them in the past, it's been basically, you know, right before you start the sprint, you've got it planned and you're ready to get started. You kind of build out the sprint goal at that point. Do you think that's a good method? Would you do it maybe before you go into planning or as you go into planning so that it's kind of known and then you can grab the stories as appropriate, maybe form new ones? When when do you think is the best time for that? Yeah, I think uh, it's largely dependent on the work that you're doing and the team that is working on it. Every time you ask me a question, I'm like, oh, it depends. It's always, it always depends. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot that goes into that. Um, so a lot of people look at the stories that are the highest priority and try and tease out common themes and threads between those stories. Uh, if you're in a safe framework, then uh, you might even be talking about a feature at that point. Like all your stories might be contributing to one feature or rolled up into a PI objective. And so your goal can kind of be drawn out of that after you've loaded your stories. But other teams might find it useful to kind of look at the backlog as a whole and say, all right. We, we get the prioritization, we, we see that uh, the things at the top of the backlog kind of, there's some themes there, and they might write the goal first and then kind of pull in the stories that drive sure. that goal forward. So I think you could go either way. Yeah. It kind of depends on your product owner. It depends on if you've got any time constraints or priorities that need to be addressed immediately that might kind of inform the approach you want to take. Right. I think it's, it's an interesting way of uh, almost like just prioritization within the sprint. If you know what your sprint goal is, if you've got 
five stories or whatever it is that, that build towards that. But if one doesn't really directly contribute, maybe that's the last story that gets worked on. Or maybe you see something mid-sprint or you learn something that ends up, hey, that would really help us achieve what we're trying to achieve this sprint. It can almost be used as a tool to help you break the sprint in yeah. in the name of the goal, right? So yeah. I think it's an interesting way to think of it not as just a binary success or failure, but as like kind of an active method of looking at how you're doing your work, what work should be in the sprint. Right, yeah. Um, and then you can track your progress to that goal. Like yeah. you said, it's not binary. It's not we got the goal done or we didn't. Maybe at the end of the sprint, that should be the case. You should say, yeah, we successfully accomplished right. our goal. But as you go through the sprint, you can be saying, how close are we to achieving our goal? Right. And I think that that's another part that I'm kind of interested in is how do you determine whether or not you've completed it? I mean, if you have a SMART goal and it has enough specific criteria lined up to, to, to do that, that's maybe easier. But mm -hmm. I, I think probably at least in the, in the ones I was a part of where it would have been a little bit more nebulous where it would be kind of up for interpretation. Right. Um, and uh, we talked about this a little bit in a previous episode of should in, in our metrics episode about should we like score out how common, how frequently we're able to uh, actually meet our full goal? Should, should it be like a one to five on how successful we were? Right. Um, and I'm kind of interested because I think that that would like that'd be just another thing to track, right? How, how often are we meeting our, our objectives on an iteration basis? Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I think that's an interesting idea. I don't know yeah. that. I don't. There's not a lot of people talking about that type of thing. You know. Right. Yeah. We're, we're, what I'm saying is we're kind of the pioneers. The, yeah. You know, we're bleeding edge agile here. Frontiersmen. Yes. <laughs> Frontier runner up, agile. Runner up podcast name. <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah. No, I think that's a good thing. Um, so you mentioned like have, making sure that your goal is a smart goal solves that problem because right. M is measurable right. and you can measure that. I think there's got to be even if you're not going to quantify a goal as a smart goal you have to have some sort of metric to know whether or not it's been successful right. or not. And so if, you're, if your goal doesn't have that component to it, uh, I think you need to rethink your goal and, and figure out what's going to make an effective goal. Not necessarily a smart goal, but some sort of an effective goal. Okay. I, I guess I, I maybe I see it a little differently. But uh, the, I almost see it, this is a, another one of my famous bad analogies, as, as like a, it, it's like you have to write an essay for your teacher. Sure. It's not, you know when you're done, but you don't know how well you did until it gets graded. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like in that respect, like that's how I would see it as the product owner is kind of the teacher in this case. That's sure. kind of grading the, the you know, completionness or, or what they were going for, you know, in, with respect to the sprint. And now that I think about it, you did say it was the rubric. So I'm starting <laughs> so to feel this actually lines up even better. With the, this is um, a great analogy. And, and I... I you know, I think that that's kind of one way to just view, and even so, I mean, it's not necessarily the product owner that's always writing the goal. It's a team effort. It might be right. a team effort that kind of grades how well did we really do here. I don't, because yeah. you kind of have a better sense of what did we hope to achieve versus what we actually did. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think that's a fair point. And there's a lot of, that will contribute to that, you know, interruptions or blockers or things right. like that that will contribute to whether or not you accomplish the goal or how well you accomplish the goal. So, right. Yeah. I think that's a fair point that uh, maybe it doesn't have to be some hard metric, but there, but there should be some criteria that can help determine whether or not it's successful. And I don't know. How I'm, successful. Maybe I'm a little too much of a smart goal hater. I think you lose the. <laughs> I, I think it can sometimes cause you to lose the spirit of what you're trying to do versus just trying to tick off all the boxes that would call it done. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think that can feed into. It's sort of like a definition of done for your sprint. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's another episode. Another Some episode. Other time, Are you maybe. hating on the definition of done? No, I just think that that's we're not going to get through that conversation. <laughs> that's true. Episode, so. That is true. Uh, what other stuff? Any other kind of final thoughts or things about sprint goals that that people should be thinking of? I, I 
for sure, I think if you're not doing it or, or have thought about it but haven't really implemented it, I think just trying it out is it's pretty low effort. You yeah. know, it's yep. it's and if you really do pay attention to it and revisit it, yeah. you know, especially depending on whatever software you use to track your work, I think some have it kind of built in that you can write it right there on, on your sprint board. So, yep. um, you know, it's it just it does it helps unify the team and make sure you're staying focused. Yeah, um, for sure. It, so it helps with some of that discipline a little bit. I think. Yeah, I think it's worth giving a shot. If it doesn't work, uh, you can. You know, go back to not doing it, right. <laughs> or take a look and see like what's not working sure. about it. You know, and, and iterate. That's always the question: is try something. If it's not working, either change it or drop it. And I, uh, I guess it's one kind of final parting thing. I think, especially if you're doing uh, demos every iteration, like you should be, um, having your goal both for the upcoming sprint that you're about to start and for the one that you just completed. It can kind of provide, like, not necessarily a confidence boost, but like a, a sense of achievement over, yeah. hey, we completed this goal. This is what we said we'd do, and we did it. You yep. Know? Yeah. Um, you know, assuming you achieved the goal. <laughs> yes, Otherwise, it might hopefully. be just some public humiliation. But Yeah. I um, think, I, honestly, I know we're trying to wrap up, but I think it's a really good point that you bring up. I think the business will care more about you saying, this is the goal that we set out to accomplish, and we accomplished it. Right. As opposed to, we set out to get... 13 points. 13 points. <laughs> we got 11. Yeah. And then the question, the question is, because... By, by nature, people like to see problems and try to fix problems. They say, okay, you said 13, you only got 11. What about those other two? And instead of celebrating 11, they're focusing on the two that we didn't get. Uh, yes. The goal just lets you say, we did accomplish the goal or we did not accomplish the goal and here's right. why. Yeah, I, and I... Sure, and I think with the same stretch, you could say maybe you know you know your next bonus stores. You have a, like a stretch goal or something like that that you yeah. can say, hey, we're hoping to get this. If not, it'll probably be our next one. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that's so much easier too on just from a, you know, if you're meeting with someone from the business or like a sales team or something that you, you say the word story points. Yeah, when I first heard that, it's like that's that sounds like a made up right. Like <laughs> yeah. so, I, we well, got eleven out of thirteen <laughs> story points. They're relative and they don't really matter. Like right. that, that's what you're telling someone, and yeah. and they're already disinterested in learning that probably. So For sure. when you say, "Hey, this was our goal and we did it," that that's way easier to relate to. So I think that's a, that's a really good point. Yep. Um, cool. Any anything else? Or with that, I think we can we can kind of wrap up. And uh, thanks for listening. <laughs>